Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Michelle and Randy, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, and one of the biggest celebrities in St. Louis is Jeremy Rutherford. He is our Blues Insider from the New York Times. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> quit it, quit it, quit it. Hey. <laughs> It's funny, I have a good friend, uh, Jason Stallman. I worked with him at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch for a while, and he's been up at the New York Times for uh, 20 years. So yesterday when the sale goes down and the New York Times buys The Athletic, I get a text from Jason Stallman, who's a boss up, who's a boss up there, and he says, hey, I need 800 words on Terry Turnbull in an hour. Turn it in. Get your story in. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, I, before we get to hockey, from everything I read your job won't be affected. What you do won't be affected. It's just you have a different owner. Our station has been sold before from one company to another. Nothing changed. It's just you have a different owner now. Yeah, thanks for asking, Randy and Michelle. Uh, nothing's going to change, at least for now. Uh, the New York Times has purchased the Athletic. They uh, promised us yesterday that we would remain a subsidiary under the New York Times. We'll still be called the Athletic. We'll still have the same people in charge, and they're really looking forward to adding our sports content to their portfolio portfolio so nothing will change and we'll still uh, be producing what we're doing and jr I, I want to talk about your piece on nico mikola because you have been around hockey for a long time i've covered hockey for a long time and pretty much to a person everybody will tell you the hardest thing to learn in hockey is to be an nhl defenseman and the only way you can learn how to be that guy is to get experience and you and i have both always loved nico mikola's abilities and the blues are letting him turn into the player that he's capable of being whatever that is they're allowing him to become that guy yeah they really are and and it's good to, to see and i talked to some people about that for this story Uh, But let me back up. I remember it was about a year ago, and uh, I had to put together a list of the Blues' top ten prospects currently in the system. And I had Nico Mikola at about four or five. And, you know, Clint Costin might have been six or seven, just for an example. And people were saying, how could you do this? This guy's a fifth or sixth defenseman. You're talking about, you know, Costin, a forward prospect who could, you know, crack the top nine. And that's what I saw in Nico Mikola with his size, six five, you know, 220. Uh, He can play physical. The Blues don't have that. And at the start of the year, Randy, he played, what, just two of the first 17 games. He was the odd guy out. Then he gets COVID. But the Blues could not continue to play Scandell and Preco together, especially Scandell in that top pair. Mikula has been in there. He's making mistakes. It's not pretty. The analytical numbers are just slightly better than, than what they were doing before. But I think you're seeing a progression from Nico, Nico Mikula. And he might not be a top pair guy for his career, but I think he's going to be a top four guy. 
JR, just when we thought the Blues were finally getting healthy, that we were going to see the team in its entirety, the Blues announced that they have placed Vladimir Tarasenko, Scott Perunovich, and Jake Wallman in the COVID-19 protocols. You never want any guys to be out of the lineup, but especially not Vladimir Tarasenko, who's been so productive for the Blues. It's hard to tell right now, but with the way Vladdy's playing, I'm sure a lot of Blues fans do not want to see him wearing another sweater. Do you think that Vladdy or Army, either party, could potentially change their minds about what happened this offseason and the trajectory of, of Vladdy's career? Well, I think what's happening with Vladdy now is just it's completely on the back burner. Whether the trade request is there or not, I, I think it will be at the end of the day. Uh, but I think that they've put it on the back burner because the Blues need Vladimir Tarasenko the way he's playing. You know, Doug Armstrong has no interest in trading him. And if this bridge is going to be crossed, I think it'd be in the offseason, as we've touched on, uh, when he has one year left on his contract. I think he's played so well, it just doesn't make sense for the Blues right now. I think Vladdy's having fun. And I think he enjoys what's happening here. And perhaps he needs to revisit his thoughts in the offseason. But right now, uh, I think it's on the back burner. What intrigues you most about the line combinations with Vladdy not there? Well, I think uh, what they have to do with uh, Braden Shen is they're going to put him on the left side as they did the other night because of that injury. Uh, Kairou, now it looks like, will be on the right side. We'll see at the morning skate, you know, if they're identical to what they are in practice yesterday. Uh, to me, all the pieces are, are there, Randy. Uh, there just has to be the pressure. You know, it was a highly offensive period in the second period the other night. But for the most part, you know, so much hype about the Blues getting all their forwards back and healthy, and we just didn't see it, and, and we have to see that. So a lot of talk about the Blues playing that north-south game. I don't even think they veered off that and got east-west the other night. They just didn't put a lot of pressure on the Penguins. Give the Penguins a, a lot of credit. You know, I thought they played them tough, but this is a much better forward group than we saw the other night. But it's not going to get easier against this Washington team. Jared, it's January 7th, 2022. On January 7th, 2019, Jordan Bennington had his first NHL start. He stopped 25 shots, leading the Blues to a victory over the Flyers. When you first saw Jordan Bennington in that game versus Philadelphia, did you have any sense of the player that he would eventually develop into for the Blues? Not at all, Michelle. And, and I've shared this. I've shared this story before, but I'm willing to admit it. You know, again, is you know, when you're the beat writer, you know, there's a couple of us that cover the team on a daily basis. You get texts every day from people, and they say, "Wow, this Bennington, you know, he's going to be uh, something." And I'm like, "Okay, give him the puck. He had the shutout. Nice game. You know, this will be something that he remembers for a long time." Look, I've just been covering too long—15, 20 years—where I've seen goaltenders come up have a great game, nobody knows who they are, and then after 6 or 10 or 12 games, you know, they come back to reality. Well, you know, that never happened that season with Jordan Bennington. So I'm willing to admit that, uh, you know, early on there when he was playing well, it was like, okay, well, at some point we'll see what happens. But what a ride that was. It was amazing. It's crazy to think that it was three years ago. Uh, Obviously, he's, you know, he hasn't been as consistent as the goaltender we saw in that stretch. I don't know how you live up to that standard once you set it. But as Joey told you guys earlier, you look at the numbers, he's still been one of the better goaltenders in the regular season the past couple of years. So so we'll see. But what a memorable time in Blues history that was. Yeah, not, not only the anniversary of the Bennington start tonight, but last night was the anniversary of the trip to Jack's Bar in <laughs> Philadelphia and the birth of Gloria. Just a flat-out amazing. And uh, you know what? I don't know, you know what bits and details you guys have heard, but obviously we all – you know, talk to the players and talk to people to find out how did that, you know, how did that come about? 
And, uh, you know, you, you hear the term play Gloria. And, and where did that come from? The one story I heard, and maybe there's some, somebody out there who could verify this, is there was a drunk guy at that Jack's bar, believe it or not, a drunk guy at a bar. Wow. And he was sitting over <laughs> in, in the chair. And so when they would go to commercial break from the football game, because remember it was, I think it was the Eagles football playoff game. You know, when they would go to commercial from that TV game, the drunk guy would kind of sit up in his chair and go, play Gloria, play Gloria. <laughs> so, so, you know, they, you know the, the, the Eagles would have a set of downs. They'd go to commercial break. And, and then this guy would just rise up out of his chair after, you know, 20 beers and, and yell, play Gloria. So that's where that came from. That's amazing. Isn't that wild to think one drunk guy yelling something turned into a rally cry <laughs> and a galvanizing force for a team that propelled them to a Stanley Cup championship? It, it, it's unbelievable. So after the second or third time, you know, they played it and, and the crowd is getting into it. You know, that's <laughs> when you have steam and those guys say, that's got to be our jam. That's got to be our jam. <laughs> hey, Jr. one other thing from me, and that's about this division. Colorado has made their move now. They played four fewer games than the Blues. They only have one point less than the Blues. But, man, I look at Nashville being in first place. I look at Colorado having 42 points, just a point behind the Blues. I'm kind of surprised at the standings nearly halfway into the season. My question for you is, are Nashville and Minnesota going to be able to maintain this? You know, I think Minnesota, they're trying to inject some youth. They brought up a couple of first-round picks in the lineup last night. You know, who knows if that can kind of jumpstart them. You know, they didn't look really good at that Winter Classic. You know, Nashville, just haven't seen a ton of them. Uh, Blues haven't played them much. They'll see them at the end of this uh, homestand, the five-game homestand, so we'll get into a closer look at Nashville. I like their goaltending with Staros, so I think uh, he can hold them into it. You know, they're playing well. I, I, I expect that Colorado's going to be there at the end no matter what. I just assume that somehow, some way. You know, they're such a good team that, that they're going to be there. So, you know, I think with Nashville being up there, Randy, it's a little bit different than I thought that it would be. Uh, but I, I don't see it being too much different as we go down the stretch here and get into the second half of the season. These are teams that are playing well. And, you know, I'm not all too optimistic about the teams, you know, at the bottom of that central division that, uh, you know, making a, a turnaround. Jeremy Rutherford, you always provide us great input, great work at The Athletic. We advise everybody to get their athletic subscription if they don't have it yet. Have a great, great weekend, sir. Yeah, yeah, and and a quick one here. I did see John Hamm at the Winter Classic, and he said it is cold out there. And I said, John, I got to ask you, why are you not in an eighty degree suite? And he goes, I didn't say I didn't have access to one. I just said it's cold out there. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, it is. <laughs>